have you met Miss Jones? Someone said as we shook hands She was just Miss Jones to me And then I said, Miss Jones You're a girl who understands I'm a man who must be free And all at once I lost my breath And all at once was scared to death And all at once I own the earth and sky And now I've met Miss Jones And we'll keep on meeting till we die Miss Jones and I Hello, Howlers, and welcome to another episode of Hell's Kitchen Cast. Jones in for whiskey. You know you want to go see Star Wars. You know you don't want to spoil Star Wars for anyone. You know that if you do, you will want to walk out in front of an oncoming bus immediately. I am Colonel Chaos, a.k.a. Chipsella, and joining me tonight is the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? I'm right this minute booking my tickets for Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I just got back from it. We're rec- Once again, I, I don't know what it is, Andy. I guess the holiday season, our schedules are just totally... Thank God S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't on right now. Our schedules have been totally screwed up. <laughs> it's because of the, the, the like I work in, uh, in retail, so mm-hmm. this is mega busy season for me. So I'm working a lot at the moment. And, it's conflicting with the podcasting and stuff, but we'll, we'll get there. We're getting we'll get there. there. <laughs> we'll get we we'll get recorded. We'll, and we're, um, we're already you, realizing next week we're even more screwed because it's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> but so we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we do. We are planning to get an episode out next week, though. Mm-hmm. They'll be very. They'll, they're going to be close together, I think. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I went and saw Star Wars. Took the day off, went with the wife, matinee. Um, I'll tell you guys before I tell anyone on the B team, yes, I did doze off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not unusual for, for the, you, Chip, though. No, it isn't. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sitting there with a bladder buster soda and a Slurpee. I mean, how much more sugar could I put in my body? <laughs> You know, I'm, I, I probably should be checked for diabetes at this point. <laughs> um, and I'm working on a latte as we speak. Um, so, so spoiler free, obviously. Uh, how, did, how did you like it? Spoiler free, it is a fantastic movie. Um, do not take me dozing off in the movie as any sign of anything. I fall asleep in almost every movie, except Ant-Man and Pixels. Those are the only two I've stayed awake <laughs> through this year. Um, it's two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. Uh, I'm not going to say that because it, I, I, I'm really trying not to give anything away. If you are a fan of Star Wars, you will appreciate a lot of this movie. 
okay? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Andy and I, what I did on the B team is I put a ban on any discussion beyond um, saying it's good or things like that regarding Star Wars until after uh, New Year's. Mm-hmm. So it, maybe after that, you and I can have a discussion. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to go and see it on Sunday. So I've not I've not seen it as of yet. Um, Ali saw it on opening night, and so I know we're going to be discussing it on Forty Two this week. <laughs> and um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be spoiler heavy. So Ooh. we're going to we might we what we'll probably do with that is uh, save that for off the air and <laughs> do that yeah. separately. Yeah, you might want. Yeah, I at the I end would, after the music. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend. I mean, I stayed away from social media for about 36 hours. Yep. I checked my notifications, but that was about it. Because um, I did not want anything spoiled, and nothing was spoiled for me. Um, I am going to say this, and I'm going to do it as in the most general way possible. Within the last two or three minutes of the movie... Uh, a character is walking, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a great uh, vista around this character. And as that character... I'm, I'm being very careful not even to put a gender in here. Uh, uh-huh. As that character <laughs> is walking up... I think I spotted either a camera or a drone in the background. <laughs> See, oh, you mean like uh, like as in a film camera, like from the film yes. crew? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. So that's not a spoiler. That, yes. <laughs> no. Anyway. I thought you were going to tell us a spoiler. No, 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 no. Like, oh my no, God, no, 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 what are you doing? No, 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 no. No, I'm not going to tell you that Spock dies. No, I'm not going to mention that. Although you know, before before he dies, he and Kirk do have a tender evening together uh, beforehand, <laughs> so it's bittersweet. Um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, fantastic movie. I definitely want to see it again. My wife was already put me on the hot seat about where I put it in uh, the hierarchy of movies, and you and I disagree. I I put Empire ahead of Jedi. Um, it's probably right up there with those th- with those two movies. Okay, we'll just nice. put it. We'll we'll just kind of make a tier of uh, <laughs> five, six, and seven. Nice. Uh, there's really nothing nothing to bitch about in this movie. Well, there there. there in terms of like uh, the the prequels, there's no Jar Jar. There's you know there's no no asinine characters like that. Me, I'm personally not a fan of the Ewoks, which is kind of why I don't like uh, uh, Jedi. I love the Ewoks. I mean, like, I, I I love them, <laughs> but they're 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 just a huge marketing ploy. You know, I mean, yep. I, I I have had two dogs that look like Ewoks. Um, so I don't, I mean, I think they're adorable and everything, but I realized that, you know, it was just a marketing gimmick to sell, uh, you know, Furbies to preteen girls. (laughs) So 
you know, so th- that's my, pr- you know, and Jar Jar just sucks, but, um, and just was a, you know, just fell flat everywhere. But, um, th- there's none of that, uh, blatant marketing in this one. Mm. I mean, BB-8, BB-8 has been out for months. He's yep. cool, you know, he's cool as just a toy. It's a dumb toy and not worth $150 whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I have one. I reviewed it on the B team. But it doesn't, even though it's absolutely stupid and useless, it still looks cool cr- cruising across your floor. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um, in fact, I should charge it up. Oh. Yeah, you take that out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but other than BB-8, there is no crass commercialism or marketing nonsense in this movie so uh but yeah and then like i said maybe you and i will have a discussion after january but any show that i am part of is not going to spoil star wars for any of our listeners (laughs) until after january then all bets are off Uh, i do not promise that for next week's 42 (laughs) if you're gonna tune in um make sure you've seen star wars (laughs) So, um, because then I know I know Ali wants to go to town on it. Like he's trying to talk to me about it and like sort of spoiler spoiler free ways. Sorry, but he's uh, not very good. Uh, like try to talk about it. So every time he anytime he says something to me about Star Wars, I'm like, nope, I'm not listening to you. Well, you know how I feel about spoilers. I mean, I've yelled mm. at people on my pod on my show, uh, mm. the B team, for saying things that I've wasn't happy uh, about. So um, I'm very careful with that stuff. Mm. And yeah, no. So we're just going to uh, leave it there. Um, My Star Wars weekend isn't over because I'm, as I was telling you, I'm in the process of, if, 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 yeah. Even if Star Wars wasn't out this week, I would have had today off because my wife and I are throwing our fairly annual Christmas party. And I come up with a theme every year for the Christmas party, Andy. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done reggae Christmas, we've done heavy metal Christmas. You know, <laughs> uh, just uh, you know the ugly Christmas, uh, ugly sweater Christmas. You know, <laughs> that one actually we had the, nobody showed up because we had a blizzard. We had one one oh. <laughs> couple show up. Uh, <laughs> everybody canceled the last minute. Um, so, uh, well, I guess my theme for this year's Christmas party? Is it Star Wars, by any chance? It is Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm even toying with putting on one of the TVs, seeing if I can pull it up on YouTube, uh, the Star Wars Christmas pre- special from the 70s. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> which is one of the worst hours of television in history. <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. Um, but I may throw that on a television set. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but yes, and we're having, I said, you know, uh, I told people that they are welcome to come in Star Wars costume, wear Mm -hmm. ugly Christmas sweaters, or wear ugly Star Wars Christmas sweaters. (laughs) I, I, there are plenty of ugly Star Wars Christmas sweaters on Amazon. (laughs) I bought one, so. Oh. Um... We really didn't have much in the way of news tonight, and the only other thing I wanted to talk about, more Star Wars, more Marvel. Uh, I, 
I did get the Apple, the new Apple TV this week, and I've actually been playing the Disney Infinity 3.0 on the Apple TV. Okay. Um, I just think. And and I was trying to mess around with it this uh, this morning uh, on the Xbox because I do have it up there as well. On the Apple TV, um, it takes forever to load, and mm-hmm. it'll pause at some very crucial scenes. Sometimes some uh, audio will f- uh, fade out. While it's stream, because it's streaming content from somewhere on the web, it also seems. I don't know what happens, but it's a Bluetooth uh, set with that, mm-hmm. and so because it's not directly connected to the Apple TV, uh, it says it recognizes that the stand is there, but it won't connect to it. So. It's uh. a little buggy. But then I ran into a major bug uh, just in the intro uh, of the Xbox One uh, edition this morning as well. <laughs> but uh, in terms of... I've, I've had a chance to play with a lot of characters. I have not played the actual Star Wars set. I ended up just kind of screwing around. I was just screwing around one night, and I kind of got uh, hooked to it, is the Toy Box Takeover, where you can use characters yep. from all all editions of Disney Infinity. And, uh, but the neat thing is the light FX figures are out. Mm-hmm. And what these do is when you put them on the stand, most of them, I think, all have lightsabers. They're, yep, yep. They glow, and it's actually a really cool effect. Yeah, um, Ali is uh, currently hunting those down in the UK because obviously they're uh, retail exclusive. Mm-hmm. To specific retailers, yeah. so like in America, you guys are obviously well used to this happening. This doesn't really happen over here very often. Occasionally, okay. you get the odd thing that's like a game exclusive mm-hmm. or maybe an Amazon exclusive, mm-hmm. but here, like I think it's what six different figures in it. I think so. Yeah, and each one is exclusive to a different retailer, and that's the same over here. So like you've got like Amazon and Tesco and uh. What are the other ones? It's like I think there's one for Asda and like Toys R Us and that. Yep. So and some of them, some of them don't even have like uh, Ali was complaining because some of them don't even have a pre-order available for it yet. I've been able to get the I've been able to get four of them so far. Mm. I can't find nice. the I, I guess Vader is at Toys R Us over here, and I think after I do record the show tonight, I'll be making a quick run into Walmart to see if I can get uh, theirs. But nice. I got I got uh, the I'll, game. Hmm? Mm. Obviously, this is like uh, Skylanders did this before. They did light core figures that lit up, and they're pretty much just taking that idea and going, "Yeah, this will look cool, lightsabers." Mm-hmm. So. Like, uh, if, for me, I haven't even bought the Star Wars stuff yet. Um, um, I, I do, I, I really do like Star Wars, but I'm not mm-hmm. that into getting the Disney Infinity figures for it. I'm, I'm more into getting the Marvel ones, and like when the What's the Marvel one called? The Battle is it Battlegrounds? Yeah, Something yeah, Marvel like. Battlegrounds. So when that comes out, I'll I'll get that. Like I'm really looking mm. forward to that. Uh, I'm just right now. I'm just kind of digging uh, the toy box, uh, toy box takeover, and I guess the Speedway because those are those work with any of the characters, and I kind of like that. Mm. Um, I did get the Force Awakens playset today, uh, mm. but uh, right now. I won't be messing around with that. 
for a while. I'll tell you this, I was playing uh, T- Toy Box Takeover on hard, and mm-hmm. I, was, I was playing it, I have the Apple TV on my downstairs television, and all my figures are upstairs except for the few that I had down here that mm-hmm. I hadn't put away yet. Um, I think I made 10 trips upstairs last night because <laughs> I would just grab like a figure or two and I was trying to beat this boss and I was just failing miserably. <laughs> and I think I went through like 15 characters, you know, probably more than 15 characters trying to kill him. It was it was my leveled up Hawkeye from uh, the Avengers set that finally took him down. Yeah. But <laughs> it was just, I made, it's like, God damn it. So, but uh, if you're looking for a Christmas present, uh, I can recommend uh, Disney Infinity and definitely get the toy box thing. And the Star Wars figures look cool. So, yeah. All right. Let's get into some uh, Jones and for whiskey here, Andy. Yeah, there, there was obviously there, there was one piece of news that okay. we did want to mention right. um, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, Marvel are apparently in discussions with Kurt Russell to play Star-Lord's father, who they did not name as of yet. So we're not sure who, who is going to be his father, but it's definitely not Thanos. You know that much. No, it's not Thanos. I would... I don't know. I mean... <clears throat> they're probably going with the Jason. Uh, they said they're not. Uh, but I mean, if you look at Kurt Russell and if you look at like Jason and the comics, they kind of look a little bit similar. Mm-hmm. You could definitely see uh, the like a resemblance to it in the way that that character is portrayed in the comics. Kurt Russell could definitely pull that off. I could see it, which would be fine. I mean, I, they don't even need to like say that it's some character from the comics. They just, like they could go, oh, he's this new character. I mean, they do do this in this cinematic universe. They create new characters for stuff mm-hmm. all the time, so they could do that. It's fine. So as long as he starts an alien, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, yeah, his his father has to be an alien. Mm. And I don't mean like a blue skinned alien or a green skinned alien or no. Or, I have 18 tails or whatever, like, just he's from another planet that is not Earth. Extremely humanoid. Yes. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Mm. So, all right, let's get into uh, some Jessica Jones here. So let's uh, we, we, did, we did the primer. We did episode one. We are up to episode two. Yeah, episode two, which was called AKA Crush Syndrome. Crush Syndrome. So in this episode, we see like there's quite a lot of like like little scenes in this episode, which I don't really want to run through them all one by one because nah, I don't want this to turn into an episode no. of it's shoot in the last eighteen hours. But um, there are, there's like a couple of things to note to be noted. Um, does start off with her getting interviewed by a cop. Um, the, the only reason I know that is because we will see this cop again going forward. And uh, have you have you finished watching it now, Chip? No, I've only, no, I'm only up to episode five. Okay, okay, I, I have finished watching it. I I, I was I, I wasn't well like last week and mm-hmm. uh, just lay in bed and binge the rest of it. <laughs> but I obviously I will not give any spoilers for anything beyond the episodes that we are discussing. Okay. 
<laughs> I can quite easily hold myself to that. And um, but yeah, so in this episode two, we, like we said, we see her getting interviewed with this cop. Uh, we also have her tra- having to explain herself to Luke because he got interviewed by the cops about uh, about the hope. If you remember from last week, mm-hmm. yes, uh, about the whole <laughs> the murder that happened. So he ends up getting pulled into it because of Jessica. So she she had to explain why she had pictures of him and all that sort of stuff and. Uh, she explained about one of his lovers was uh, was apparently hired her as a private investigator to look into who she was banging, basically. And one of his lovers is married, which he didn't know. Um, we also see Hogarth's wife finding out about her affair, which I don't really like that storyline. Like, I don't, I don't. It's like a side plot that isn't really interesting to me. I don't. I don't which know about one? you. Hogarth, her wife. Oh, that whole thing. But I think that happened in the comic book as well. Yeah, quite possibly. Except in the comic book, Hogarth is a man. But mm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can you could gender bend these things and yeah, and the and the and the TV show that's absolutely fine. It happens. Uh, it I happens no a problem. little bit. And, I have no yeah. problem with it. I mean, it works. It's. It's normal. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it, you know, like you said, it's a gender bend thing. But I yeah. believe he did have a messy divorce in the pages. I'm gonna say of Power Man, Iron Fist. Quite possibly, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm totally unfamiliar with the character from the comic books. I don't think I've ever come across him at all. But, um. Also, uh, Luke's lover visits him, and he obviously tells her about uh, Jessica Jones being investigating, and sends her home, sends her packing. <laughs> He's like, "I don't mess with no married women. Go away." Which was quite funny, and like it, it speaks to Luke Cage's character as well because he is like quite. Uh, although he's like obviously sleeping around a little bit, he he is uh, he has morals about it. <laughs> he doesn't go with married women. He's a player that keeps it to single women. Keep the yeah. keep the drama out of his life. Yeah, definitely. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, he can he can sleep around all he wants, and mm. as long as he's not sleeping with somebody else's woman, more power to him. Yeah, and um, we also see throughout this episode, Jessica Jones has some flashbacks to when uh, Kilgrave was supposedly killed when he got hit by uh, this bus, mm-hmm. and we see that she like kind of. It punches this woman in the chest, yeah, and sends her flying, and and seemingly kills her. So, but obviously under Kilgrave's control, and then that's how she ends up leaving, and Kilgrave ends up getting hit by the bus. As she also goes to a hospital, uh, which is the closest hospital to where Kilgrave got hit, and she like. Although there's no um, record of Kilgrave ha- ever having been there, she does print out a file about this woman who is dead on arrival and she sees her picture. Mm-hmm. And when she gets home from, from that, uh, there's a guy fixing her door. But obviously she is thinking that Kilgrave's after her or sending somebody after her. So she uh, thinks that this guy is there to kill her, basically, and ends up kind of accidentally slashing his leg but he's actually just there repairing her door on behalf of Trish Walker. 
which it was it was kind of funny because <laughs> because uh, Jessica Jones was really quite pissed off about this. Well, you know, a she's man into my house. <laughs> yeah, and fair fair game. A first of all, she's a private investigator. Second of all, uh, she is she has a reason to be on edge. Somebody who she thought who had uh, taken control of her life. And I don't know the full... I mean, I know the story from the comic, but uh, I don't know... Ex- we know that this guy... I'm, I'm trying to remember from episode two, so I don't spoil ahead either. Um, that she was under Kilgrave's control at some point. Mm-hmm. And she thought she was rid of him, and she thought he was dead, and he isn't. And he's already trying to get through her th- via... What's her name? The girl I can't remember the girl's name, but um, oh, oh. Hope. Yep. And you know, and you know, he's the one who orchestrated uh, her parents coming to ha- coming to Jessica, and the whole murder thing. So she's really freaking out with good reason, and sh- so she comes back to her place. And there's somebody in her apartment office. Well, it's both mm-hmm. actually, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so yeah, she has she has a valid reason for you know she uh, to be. I, I it's beyond cautious, but basically uh, bust the guy. I guess is mm-hmm. the best yep. way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, she also um. She also decides to investigate the ambulance driver who uh, arrived at the scene when uh, Kilgrave got hit by the bus. And it turns out that he had apparently stolen the ambulance. Stolen, I put it in inverted commas, because, I mean, quite clearly he was uh, coerced into stealing it under Kilgrave's control. And he also, it turns out he also donated his kidneys, presumably to Kilgrave. Uh, he's... Yeah, ends up that he's actually on a ventil a ventilator that's paid for by some anonymous person. Yep. Um, Jessica also gets a visit from Luke Cage's lover, whose husband apparently didn't hire her after all, or and also did not know about her affair. So Jessica Jones has just been investigating Luke Cage off her own back, presumably because of. I don't know. Maybe she just liked him. <laughs> She's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take some pictures of this guy. See what he's like. And I'll get to know him." <laughs> but it was kind of weird to, to find that out that she wasn't actually being paid to investigate him. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, how many buddies have uh, so this woman's husband and her buddies have gone to Luke's bar to obviously beat him up, basically. So Jessica goes, "Oh shit, this is all my fault." Goes there to uh, to stop them, stop them from getting beat up, basically. And just as she gets there for a fight, but it does indeed break out. But she and Luke easily fend off these guys because, well, it turns out they're both super powered. And I we do love see this. <laughs> I, I watched this a couple times because he's just flipping his wrist and swatting these guys, bang, bang, yep. and. <laughs> Uh, you know, sh- she's she's putting a little more effort into it and fighting, and he's just uh, swatting them like uh, like a f- like a fly, I guess might be the way to put yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and at one point during the fight, uh, one of the guys does 
smash a bottle and try and stab Luke in the neck with it. But because he has unbreakable skin, it just shatters on his neck, which was cool to see that he already has these powers as we meet him, which is is good. And obviously, we'll get like some more backstory and stuff like that about his powers going into his uh, going into his series um, next year. But it was cool to see that he's already got his powers here, and we're not going to see like him being normal and then get powers. So it was cool to see him just go, "I've got powers here, I am." Although not like <laughs> he's not like I'm going to be the next Avenger or anything like that. Uh, also, so uh, Jessica leaves, and it turns out that a Doctor David can't. I can't remember this guy's name. My phone has autocorrected to Canada, and it is not Canada. <laughs> uh, it's like Canada, something like that. Something like that, yeah. It, he, this is the guy that's been uh, leasing the machine for the ambulance driver. Uh, when Jessica Jones goes to visit him, he runs away, thinking that she's there to kill him, because she he's obviously seen pictures of her. As he points out, Kilgrave is completely obsessed with her. It was, it was a weird... Um... It was weird. I, I didn't get it at first. It's like, why, you know, her in the class, why is that, why is that, uh, why is he freaking out? But then, then it made sense that he had seen yeah. pictures of her and knew who she was and all that. <laughs> yeah. He just thinks that she is involved somehow with Kilgrave and he's like, I don't want any part of this. I'm running away. <laughs> uh, he does reveal to her, however, that uh, Kilgrave has something called Crush Syndrome, which is where the episode gets its title. And this guy actually operated on him and did the uh, kidney transplant from the ambulance driver to Kilgrave. And it turns out that during the operation, Kilgrave was awake the entire time because he didn't want to be put under because his power is apparently, apparently does not work when he's under like surgical anesthetic. So Jessica Jones has basically found his weakness is uh, surgical anesthesia. Yes. And uh, Jessica also gets this doctor to call Hogarth and tell her about uh, tell her about um, what happened. So this is her proof that mind control is real, basically. Yeah, because Hogarth isn't buying into this, and she, and uh, Jessica had gone to Hogarth earlier in the episode and kind of glazed yep. over this uh, and demanded that she represent Hope and. Hogarth uh, is an attorney that doesn't take on losers. She only takes cases that she knows she can win, which is not that uh, unusual. And didn't believe the whole mind control thing. She did, But what she doesn't know is that uh, Jessica never mentioned to her that she was actually under Kilgrave's control. Control before as well, yeah. Uh, we also get to see uh, Trish doing some training, which was I, I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, she's obviously uh, because of the shit that's happened to her in the past, which we haven't we don't we haven't found out about any of this yet. But there's obviously been some trauma that's happened to her as well. She's got um, basically her apartment on lockdown. She's got like these uh, this like video phone entry system and like barred windows and everything, and she is training really hard for some reason to uh, become like a really good fighter and I think it's Krub Maga she's training him yeah something like that I don't mm -hmm. I do not know my oriental martial arts 
<laughs> well, she does. She does tell us like yeah. uh, in the boy that was episode point. three. Okay, but yeah, it's Krav Maga. Krav Maga. Um, we also get to see Kilgrave's powers firsthand for the first time, where uh, he walks into someone's apartment and says, "I'm going to be your guest for the next." Well, I think for the foreseeable future, uh, he. he he walks in and like crushes a purple car under his foot and sends two children to uh, live in a cupboard, basically. And what won't closet. even let one of them go to the well, a cupboard closet. Yeah, same thing. He does call it a closet. Yes, uh, he, he does should have called it a cupboard. Considering he's from my neck of the woods, <laughs> children should be seen and not heard. Actually, they shouldn't be seen either. <laughs> Go to the closet. the closet, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, and, uh, I, I got I to gotta go to the bathroom. And he goes, go in the closet. And yeah. <laughs> there's actually a scene of a little puddle coming out from under the door of the closet. Yep. Which is pretty harsh. Yeah, like, that's... A child. Yeah. And it's just showing you this is the bad guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we also see, uh, finally, Luke... Uh, visiting Jessica and showing her his power using a saw. He's like, look at, look how unbreakable I am. And then uses a saw on his chest. <laughs> uh, he says that she can't fix him because he's unbreakable. Like, yes, go on, look. Unbreakable skin. So that's pretty much everything that happened in, in that episode. Uh, it was a decent episode. I didn't think it was as good as the, the first one. Not as good as the first one? No. See, I think I think things were starting to things are starting to move together. We've already been introduced to the characters in episode one, which I thought was a little on the slow side. And then this one, you know, a we have the cool bar fight. Mm-hmm, yep. Uh, we have we're introduced to Kilgrave. We sort of start getting an idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just, you can kind of, it, it started to get a direction, I think is the best way to put it. Hmm. And so I probably like this episode better. Also, uh, the A, the Luke Cage stuff, I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, his, the bar fight, I thought, was just absolutely spectacular. Um, just, just the way, just the way it was done and uh with uh the way he was just smacking the guys or you know it was just it was funny i guess to an extent yeah um, it was it was kind of funny and it's one thing that i've that i've noticed about this show certainly so far the the fights in this are, are obviously if you compare them to the fights in say daredevil they're not as well choreographed. Like, if you remember some of the mm-hmm. stuff that happens in Daredevil, like, the fights in that were absolutely top-notch. And that's more because, like, Daredevil is, like, a trained martial arts fighter. And Jessica Jones is not a trained martial arts fighter, and neither is Luke Cage. So, like, they're, they're brawlers. brawlers, essentially. Yeah. So that that's that's why. And they've obviously done this deliberately to do that. But I just enjoyed the, the yeah. choreographing in Daredevil better. But that that's... Totally personal preference. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you? Ch- I've mentioned it on uh, B Team a couple times. Have you looked into into the Badlands yet? No, I did see you talking about it on on last week's show, but I have not gotten to watch it yet. Uh, it will put the fight scenes in Daredevil to shame. Hmm. It is even more violent and gory than the Daredevil stuff. 
And you know, I'm sure I'm sure you called that into the borderlands on last week's show. Yes, I did. It, it, well, it is into the border, into the border. Oh, into the badlands. All right, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, give give that a shot. Just uh, because we're talking great fight choreography, it's some of the most amazing stuff I've ever seen. Um, I you know I. I guess, you know, and showing that Luke Cage already has his powers. The the saw scene was oh cool. Yep. So And like when he comes out and says that he's unbreakable. Yes. And that was that was very cool. And I, I was kind of skeptical like about this uh, Mike Mike Coulter as uh, playing Luke Cage because he doesn't look quite big enough to be Luke Cage like in terms of physical mm-hmm. presence, but Everything he's done so far, it all says Luke Cage. <laughs> like, he's playing a character really well. You know, and I don't think Luke is all... The original Luke Cage, I guess. Mm. The original Luke Cage wasn't uh, as buff or mm. giant as the current mm. Luke Cage. The current yeah, Luke I Cage mean, is a, seems a lot bigger than the one from uh, the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I mean, look, look, Cage has kind of changed size a wee yeah. bit over the years. Like sometimes they portray him as like Mike Coulter type size. Sometimes mm. they portray him like the same size as the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, just depends who's drawing him really and who's characterizing him. But um, I, I always like I always wanted uh, Terry Crews to play him. I just thought Terry Crews would be great as as him. But I mean, I can see how that might have come off just a wee bit too silly because Terry Crews is for the most part a comedy actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Um, Michael's doing a great job so far. Like I'm really enjoying his uh, portrayal of Luke Cage, and I'm 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 glad that we're seeing him and like his sort of personality juxtaposed to Jessica Jones, because he's like the kind of sweet, caring guy. The almost like he's kind of like a reluctant hero type, and Jessica Jones is like <laughs> I don't even know what you'd describe her as emo. Uh, no, not even emo. Like she's just. I don't know, devil may care type attitude she's got. She, 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 well, she's more of a pessimist, you know. I mean, she's yeah, just yeah. Uh, very negative, very um, nonchalant. Um, she just doesn't care, and she doesn't care that she doesn't care. And yeah. <laughs> her life sucks, and she doesn't care about that either. And. You know, she's basically a broken person, is what she is. Pretty much, yeah. It's kind of like like um, she's kind of got like some sort of PTSD type thing going on as well, like with the flashbacks and all that sort of stuff. But she's not a likable character. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah, not particularly. I mean, I I do I do like her, but it's not. You're kind of not supposed to like her. I think certainly not early on in the the show anyway she does she does do one or two things like obviously like her going after Kelgrave is that's kind of her personal vendetta but obviously that like that is her I don't know whether you'd say that was her being a hero at the same time or or what so she's she's not your atypical hero anyway put it that way <laughs> so as you know I'm not big on binging mm-hmm. ever uh, but I can tell you that my wife and I, as soon as we finished episode two, we jumped into episode three. I think we yeah, did episode yeah. three. In, I think we did two, three, and four in the same night, which 
but anyways, so I I think we're done with two. I think we should just move on to three at this point. Yeah, yeah definitely. Let's let's move on to three. So episode three is called AKA it's called Whiskey. And I, I quite like that they've titled all the episodes like AKA, AKA. something. Because obviously, like Jessica Jones is like they were originally going to call the show AKA Jessica Jones, and then changed it to just Marvel's Jessica Jones, which is kind of cool. And like obviously, Jessica Jones is like known at least she uses that as an alias in the comics, and she's alias as well, and uh, Jewel in the comics as well. Yeah. But yeah, having this AKA thing in, in every episode, it's, I, I quite like it. Yeah, it works. Yes. So this episode is called it's called Whiskey. Which is obviously what our podcast is all about. <laughs> we are the whiskey connoisseurs. <laughs> but yeah, it basically it takes place immediately after the last episode. Um, after Luke shows Jessica him cutting this, uh, trying well, breaking the saw essentially on his unbreakable skin. Uh, Jessica and Luke get it on again and break stuff because they're both. They, they've both got enhanced strength, so they break some windows and lamps. and <laughs> It gets all like Fifty that. Shades of Grey. Just... Yeah, yeah there bit, we yeah. go. <laughs> and <clears throat> Jessica's creepy neighbor watches them, which is <laughs> which very weird. Very weird. I was like, what is this guy doing? And we had seen him, him in an earlier episode. Like, I don't know whether it, they were trying to insinuate that he was banging his sister. Which was very strange. No, I think she. Th- we didn't bring it up uh, because, but in basically she has some loud neighbors. Yes. And she thought either they were uh, going at it, or beating the hell out of each other, and mm. she finally had enough of it and went up uh, in episode two and told him to cut the crap, and. Th- then leaves after uh, she she takes uh, th- the the girl and puts her up against the wall. Mm, yep, yep. Because the girl is being mouthy to her, mm-hmm. and th- the the boy uh, just kind of accepts it and tell and uh, then she leaves and tells them respect, get some, and mm-hmm. so. This time, yeah, this time uh, she and Luke are doing their Fifty Shades uh, impression uh, all all over her apartment. But, you know, hey, these are two people that with abilities that kind of have to usually probably keep things in check. Mm, Yep. And being able to go at it like rabbits is very freeing. And (laughs) where you don't have to hold back and worry about, uh, you know, killing somebody. So uh, that's what they're doing. And, yeah, he comes down and peeks through the door that is still open because it's broken uh, from the first episode. And she catches him and I think shuts the door on him. Yeah, she does. So he, so he can't keep watching. He's very creepy. He, he He is a creeper. So, yeah. so th- they have their fuck fest, and then uh, she's got to go, go on to a work. Date. Hmm? No, no, oh, they, they, go, on a, they, they go, on do go on a date. They go on a date. Yes, <laughs> they go on like this little date where they go to like a, what, a, it was like a burger van or something like that, and they they sit and they kind of have a talk about their powers and stuff like that. And uh, he tells her not to bite off any of his appendages, and uh, she also she reveals that she can jump and fall but not fly. Right. 
and they mentioned the big green dude and his crew, which kind of annoyed me because why are they not saying the Avengers? Like, why would you call it the big green dude and his crew? You would go. I think he's just uh, being cool or whatever, you know, because he you know, he has no respect. He he he. No, he's not into the hero thing. I, no, I totally get that, but you was, they are the Avengers. Like, they're very common knowledge at this point. Everyone knows about them. They're out in the open. You would call them the Avengers. You're not going to go, the big green dude and his crew. I kind of agree with you, but... It's, but I mean, I, I don't know why they didn't mention, like, the name, the Avengers. But it just kind of... They didn't yeah. sit right with me, because it is in the same universe. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> and, like, we've seen many times, like, uh, in Agents of Shield, they've said they've said Avengers mm-hmm. tons of times. Like, so I don't see why you wouldn't be allowed to say it. It's kind of weird. I, I don't know if there's some kind of weird sort of loophole going on there. Why they're not allowed to say it? Don't know. Anyway, um, so they had they had this date, and uh, it turns out that Luke was experimented on, and Jessica Jones was in an accident. That's how they got their powers originally. And Luke also talks about like why he doesn't want to use his pals to be a hero and like he's uh just keeping to himself <laughs> he says uh, being a hero just puts a target on your back and that he does not want to do that and <laughs> jessica like i just like that scene was so funny to me because after that like jessica says to him oh more and look okay, just like no nah, i'm full well oh before you <laughs> go there mm-hmm there's a couple other things. I mean, she kind of uh, raises her eyebrows at the being a hero just puts a target on your de- on your back, and then uh, he asks her whether or not you know would does she know about other people? She says no, mm-hmm. and he also uh, there was something about the Avengers or you know superhero groups, and he says you know he wouldn't ever be part of that. And she kind of says something which seems to leave the impression that she might have been part of something. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. She says that basically she tried the hero gig before and, and it wasn't yeah. for her. Yeah. And then I think, and there was, it sounded to me like she was actually part of a, a group. There was mm, some, some I, hint there that there might have been. I think, I think you're, I think you're misreading that one. I it, she definitely wasn't part of a, a group. Like, well, we know she, she just, wasn't part of the Avengers, but no, no, definitely not. But uh, she was just saying that she tried to like do hero stuff before and wasn't for her. As we can mm-hmm. see from her actions in the first two episodes, she's certainly not got the mentality to be a hero. Not, a, not certainly not at this point anyway. Uh, yeah. So then, like, <laughs> she asks if he wants more, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm full." She's like, "Nah, I wasn't talking about that." <laughs> back to bed <laughs> and uh, they, they go back to Luke's place and break the bed <laughs> yep. which was hilarious as you and, would, and then keep uh, going people <laughs> and keep going yeah. <laughs> which was really funny and uh, when they when they finish up Jessica Jones goes to the bathroom and finds a picture of the woman that she killed in the medicine cabinet and immediately leaves That that's a, that's clearly a turn off for her mm-hmm and it was a, obviously a bit of a, a revelation that this woman that she'd killed before is obviously some kind of a, either like relation to Luke or one of his exes or something. 
I don't. I can't remember if he actually said who it was in this episode. He does. He does. Yeah. So it was his ex. Yes. Yes. And that she um, died in a bus accident. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean is te- technically true, <laughs> but it was really Jessica's fault that she died. Uh, so uh, Jessica also looks up uh, Sofentanil and hospitals where she might be able to get it. And Sofentanil's uh, the surgical anesthetic that she wants to use to incapacitate Kilgrave and stop his powers from working. Um, she also asks Trish to discuss mind control on her uh, on her talk show. Uh, Trish is obviously we've seen a little bit that she was a. Former, she's been a former like child star at some point and there's people that know who she is and her faces on the side of buses and things like this and she has her own like I think I, I don't know if it's daily or, or weekly it's never quite mentioned in the I would assume it's a daily talk show right so it, let's let's assume it's a daily talk show Trish talk I think it's called um she Jessica wants her to talk about mind control on her show which is a bit of a odd topic I think <laughs> for anybody to be discussing, except for us. <laughs> but yeah, she's basically she's basically doing what we're doing, Chip. Yes. <laughs> and, she just um, looks better also, at doing it than we do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, she also does reveal to Jessica that she's been training in Krav Maga, which I may have spoiled <laughs> in episode two. But anyway, um... Jessica visits Hogarth's wife to try and get some fentanyl, but instead she gives her a prescription for an antipsychotic. And again, like I really don't like Hogarth's wife or disgruntled lover woman. Don't like her. <laughs> she, I don't. I really don't like that whole part of the storyline. It just bugs me. I would just rather that Hogarth was. She's fine dating her secretary. Okay, cool, go for it. But then she's got this whole wife thing going on in the background. It doesn't add anything to like anything for me, to be honest. I know you're adding context to like uh, to secondary characters and stuff like that, but I would rather they added more context to other characters like Trish and Luke Cage and stuff like that. Okay, I mean, I think they're just. I think without it, uh, the character becomes a bit player. Mm. And I think uh, part, you know, uh, Carrie Ann Moss wanted. Uh, if she was going to be part of this, she needed a decent storyline. I mean, you get a named actor like Carrie Ann Moss to as part of your cast. You want to use her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they do use her. Like, I think they use her really well outside of that. But that that's for future episodes, and we'll, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. down the line. Um, Jessica also helps out her drug drug addict neighbor Malcolm, and when he's getting picked on by a cyclist who almost crashes into him and she gets a visit from two guys to fix her very broken door as they call it <laughs> and uh, these guys show up what is it three hours late I think they're like, like Russian or something they show up three hours late well, she, <laughs> she says they're late and they say they're early no 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 she says they're early and they and they oh, say they no no we're three hours late, late. <laughs> okay which I thought was hilarious and um, Trish arranges this interview for her uh, talk show with Hope. Uh, Hope's obviously the girl that killed her parents 
so in order to like talk about mind control and stuff like that, she's going to interview Hope remotely from the prison, and she's arranged this through Hogarth, which has like it's a really weird thing to do. Like you put her on the pedestal. It's, it's probably not a good idea because she's not like quite. She's not mentally sound at this point. Hope. So it's kind of an odd one to uh, put her out there in public. And uh, Jessica asks Luke Cage about Sephentron, if he knows anywhere that uh, he'd be able to get it from. And he's like, no. And she also asks him about sex again. And after they once again bump ugly, so, I mean, you're talking, what, that's like four or five times in the first three episodes? Yeah. They've gone at it. It's, they're obviously they're, they're lovers at this point. Um, and after this time, he says, Sweet Christmas. Yes. Which which was cool. I actually went, Yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went nice. And it, was, it was cool to get to see him. And obviously, Sweet Christmas is Luke Cage's catchphrase in, in the comics. And uh, ever since he showed up, I'm like, When's he going to see it? When's he going to see it? And it, it is, it's quite funny like that he says it after having sex. <laughs> And, and she goes, yeah, also, and then she goes, yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie also mentions that he's skeptical about mind control. Now, we also see this uh, interview with Trish, interview on Hope, and it turns out that basically Hogarth is, has uh, put this together in order to give an opportunity to paint Hope as being delusional, which is going to help her defense and, like, Presumably, she's going for the kind of insanity plea like, to get her into like a mental institution rather than uh, her going to jail. Right. Which, in terms of like lawyer stuff, makes total sense. Rather than going, oh, mind control. <laughs> like you say that to a jury, and they're like, mm, very good. Yeah, it's not going to go over well. No, but because that happens on the show, uh, Trish kind of Trish knows obviously because of Jessica, that mind control is real. It has happened, and Kilgrave is the person behind it. She kind of calls out Kilgrave and, like, says... Uh, and talks about how bad a person he is and, like, <laughs> how he must be insecure of himself and all that sort of stuff to, for him to want to be controlling people in this manner. And, and she basically accuses him of having a limp dick. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And because of that, he calls into her show. <laughs> Which was which was quite interesting to see him interacting directly with uh, with them for kind of the first time, and it's clear as soon as he phones in that Jessica, both Jessica and Hope, recognise his voice. So it's it's clear that it's uh, Kilgrave that's calling. So because she's obviously said these things about him, Trish has kind of basically put a target on her back, and Jessica obviously doesn't warn her about this, like. Probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and when they're when they're leaving the radio station, a guy does grab Trish from behind as she's leaving, and she uses her a grubber guy to like take him down. But it turns out that he's actually just a fan of hers because he's got these like Patsy Walker comics for us to sign. Just like, oh, that's a cool little callback to the, like her character from the comic books. And I guess they were actual Patsy Walker comics. Yep. Yep. And, and he also <laughs> makes another reference there. Because as you know, as I think we stated, we've stated it in the past that in the comic books, Patsy Walker is also known as Hellcat. Uh, in yep. the comics, yeah, we have mentioned that, yep. and she is a redhead, 
And yep. he actually says to her, I, I, I liked it when you had red hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was, I, I, you know, those are just the little Easter eggs that are the things that I, I really enjoy in the Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, yeah. Little, little nod backs to like yeah. comic book stuff is always good to see. Um, when when Jessica gets home, her door's fixed from these Russian guys. Um, they've left her a note saying that they, she has to pay them for <laughs> to get the key because they've changed the lock. <laughs> Which is really funny, but Jessica's got super strength, so she just breaks the door again. <laughs> she breaks the lock on the door and goes in. Which is really funny. She must go through um, a lot of locks because, I mean, she she's breaking yeah. locks all over the place. <laughs> yeah, definitely. In the hospital, and when she because when she got the records, she put on a really ugly hospital uh, scrub shirt. Mm. And, you know, she was <laughs> looking through the lockers looking for uh, – and she, not, she took out a couple of locks. Mm. <laughs> and she also – uh, Jessica also helps Malcolm, uh, who is like the her neighbor, who is also a drug addict, into his room. And you're like, oh, that's quite nice of her. But she actually uses him to take him to a hospital <laughs> and uses him as a distraction in order for her to go and steal some fentanyl. Which you're like, oh, I thought you were being nice, Jessica, but no, no, you're just using this guy. I felt quite sorry for him, like when he's when he's sitting there, like being looked after by people. And and she's just like walking out, leaving him there. It's like, oh Jessica. <laughs> and now we also see Trish getting a visit from a cop. And now the cop wants to talk to her about um, the quote unquote assault that had happened earlier on with obviously with this guy um, at the studio that she works at when when she used the Krumagal on him when he was just wanting an autograph basically. And she is quite reluctant to let him in. But she eventually does, because he does show her his badge, and he is—he looks very much like he's a legitimate cop. However, when she does open the door, he just busts in and tries to kill her. <laughs> so you're like, ah, shit. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have let him in. But just before he—he—he's got like basically her pinned to the floor and try to strangle her. Um, however, before he manages to do that, uh, Jessica pops in and pops him on the head. I didn't catch what she hit him in the head with. But it was uh, something that was lying around. Yeah, no, because uh, somebody else, uh, Malcolm, got hit with the small man. Um, in <laughs> yeah, <the head. laughs> that's right. <laughs> because because the reason she took him to the hospital was because Malcolm had stumbled into the brother and sister apartment and was eating mm-hmm. their peanut butter, and the sister whacked him in the over the head with one of her bowling trophies. <laughs> yeah, because she's a very good bowler, according to her brother. Um, Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, sure she, what she, she whacked him in the head with something, and, and she then uh, she then used this uh, fentanyl on Trish to make it look like she's dead, and she tells the cop that she's dead, basically. And the cop then leaves, but. Uh, Jessica confronts him in the hallway and he tells her that it's not her time yet. That Kilgrave says it's not her time yet and she plants like a phone in his pocket. Yep. And she manages to use that to follow him back to Kilgrave's place, basically. Where we see Kilgrave sitting there watching football 
and uh, shouting at the the TV, which was pretty funny. It reminded me of, uh, do you remember the Mandarin in Iron Man Three? Yeah. He did very much the same thing. He's just sitting there watching football in his pants, shouting at the at the TV. Although Kilgrave was not in not in his pants. And just for those of us who speak English, when soccer, you say yeah. football, it's so- over here. It would be known as soccer. Yeah, soccer. <laughs> and, and he seems to be a very big soccer fan. Because he's yelling yeah. at the TV, calling somebody a twat. A twat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, think it was I just love. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was. It, it was just adding some great flavor to his character, and yep. yeah. So, and and it's quite funny as well because obviously he can't do anything about that. Like he's used to being able to control people, but and obviously on when he's watching football on the screen, he's got no control over that at all. Which it just it kind of made me. That's why he's like so angry about it because he can't control these people and make them do what he wants. Good point. He would be an awesome, awesome insight from uh, Andy. We're not soccer used to manager. <laughs> yeah, he'd be an awesome <laughs> footballer, soccer manager, because everyone would just do exactly as he said. <laughs> like stop the ball going in the goal. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, Kilgrave then orders the after uh, the cops updated him on what's happened. Like he's killed, he's uh, killed Trish. Um, he orders the cop to leave. He's like, no, oh, no, not that way. Out the window. <laughs> um. So he's a the cop is like basically about to take a dive off the side of the building, um, but Jessica saves him, and finally comes face to face with Kilgrave, who then leaves, uh, leaving several people behind to attack her, and we also see this kind of really creepy Jessica Jones shrine that he has in one of the rooms, where he's just got pictures of her all over the room, including like an absolutely massive collage of her face, a mosaic covering it. An entire uh, mosaic, sorry, yeah, covering an entire wall, <laughs> which was really weird, really creepy, really weird. But it's also was part of the marketing for this show. Mm. Yep. Because uh, when we were at Comic Con, uh, the sig- the significance of that uh, was made clear because they did something very similar for that booth. If mm. you recall, I think I put up a series of photos of me at uh, Jessica Jones's desk. Mm-hmm. Yep. On on our page, and that that's what it was based. It was you know it was a weird thing. It's like okay, have your picture taken at Jessica Jones' desk, and they like rapid shoot like um, four or five photos, mm. and then they put them up on you know. Then you we had them. Uh, they asked you to post them to your Facebook page or whatnot. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was like, okay, well, uh, now I understand the marketing, uh, that they did behind the show. Um, once again, I, I like how the show just keeps ramping up with each episode. I think, cause that was the end of it was the collage and the creepy room. Yeah. And well, basically she, uh, had, she'd knocked out the cop and she basically carried him down the stairs and then when he, he, he they kind of jumped into some trash bags and he, yeah. she sent him home. She's like, I just go home. We, I, I caught you as you fell. Yeah, don't think about it. Just go home. <laughs> so the guy's like, um, okay. <laughs> like, you did as he asked. Your job is finished. Go home now. So she kind of like did save him, sort of. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she, well, she did save she him, did like save she stopped him from stepping off the building. So I mean, she she did a little bit of healing there. So and she didn't have to do that. She could have just let him walk off, and then she could have dealt with Kilgrave. But her hero, heroing instinct took over there. But oh, um, I, I 
that was pretty much most of the stuff mm. that happened in this episode. I did. I, I like this episode again. Um, definitely the highlight of this episode was the sweet Christmas for me. <laughs> that that was huge, uh, mm-hmm. but that's being comic book geek. But mm-hmm. I would say, and you know, I, I have seen four and five. I like the pace of the show. That mm-hmm. um, and I. What I have heard is that it bogs down in the middle a bit, but mm, yeah. uh, the so far they're doing it right. They're building up the story. They're building up the character. They're building up the solution, mm-hmm. and they're building up the problem. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes beyond five. But we're seeing a little more action. We're seeing a little more. Um, plot than characterization we're kind of beyond the characterization now and we're getting into the plot and the story here um i it's i'm enjoying it i guess is the best way to put it yeah definitely um of the characters and and the show so far again i'm I'm kind of liking like Luke Cage and Trish a lot more than Jessica Jones. <laughs> I can see that, like, which is really weird. Um, certainly up to this point, and uh, I've got like a bit of a soft spot for Malcolm as well. I feel really sorry for him. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in the next couple of weeks. Um. Yeah, yeah, definitely. but I mean, even, like, but I mean, in terms of like at this point in the comics, like he's obviously like the, the guys that. The bottom of a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. He is going through some bad shit. He's obviously addicted to drugs. And Jessica, especially because in this episode, Jessica totally uses him, like for her own gain. I felt really sorry for him because, like, although like he, he he's like a drug addict or whatever, he still seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Jessica is not a nice person. No, no, absolutely I, I, not. I think that's you know, and I'm. I think that's the she's not likable. She's probably good in the sack, uh, but beyond that, uh, I I mean, I don't like the character. <laughs> and I, I, I think and, I, I think Kristen Ritter's done a good job at like portraying like, yeah this character though. Like it's not nothing to do with like her being a bad actress or anything like that. It's just no. this is the way that they're aiming the show which is cool it's very different to see a show do this to make you deliberately not like their main character i mean she uses people she yep. you know uh, she uses questionable methods mm-hmm. she uses her friends and uh you know she's just kind of she's just not a pleasant person. Do you know, possibly with the exception of Trish, because she does seem to to really like care for her, because she, she doesn't want her to get involved in in everything that's going on at the beginning. And obviously, as the, these two episodes have gone on, uh, Trish has ended up getting involved because of what like she believes and like because of what she said in the talk show and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is. Uh, Trish was her foster sister, from yeah, what yeah. I understand. Um, yeah, that's right. So, you know, they have that bond. 
And just to kind of go a little weird here, uh, do you, have you been watching Supergirl at all? Uh, I've only seen the first episode of it. I have not gotten around to watching the rest of it yet. Okay. Because when you're watching it, and I'm going to say that because we're catching up and finishing off the season of that as well, at, or the you know the mid-season at this point. We're a few episodes mm-hmm. back. It's a, Take a look at the sister, foster sister, stepsister, whatever you want to do. The sister dynamic in both shows. Mm-hmm. You have Trish and Jessica, and then you have Kara and whoever, whatever her sister's name is. I can't remember. Um, her, her, I, I find Kara's stepsister to be more of a uh, Jaron Hogarth character than uh, mm. Trish. But mm-hmm, yeah. uh, seeing it, it's an interesting dynamic between the two. Uh, in both cases, more or less. Uh, Trish and Kara's sisters are both the older sister. They're the one. They're, they're the ones that are supposed to be looking out for Jessica and Kara. And it, it, it just uh, just watch those shows with that in mind, and I think uh, it, it makes for just a interesting comparison between the two. Um, and this is just kind of coming to me as we're talking through it here. Um, I love the Trish Walker character. I would uh, love to see her do something with the Hellcat in either season, if there is a season two, um, or you know, do something with the Defenders. Yep. Because I mean, when I think of the Defenders. Uh, yeah, my defenders and the the series that I pretty much read every issue, very from when it was this team t- uh, till the end of the series, was uh, Doctor Strange. Yep, Clea I think was in it. Hellcat, Nighthawk, the Son of Satan, and Black Knight. <laughs> okay, um, see my. The, the defenders that I've read is like Doctor Strange, uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and uh, who's the other one that's in it? It's like there's a couple other folk in it and the Hulk. Okay, well, but we're not going to see that no that iteration, or or probably not your one either. The and I actually because I was such a big Defenders fan, I actually bought their first appearance and issue one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if they were the same thing or not. Uh, mm-hmm. The original Defenders were Doctor Strange, the Hulk, and Submariner. Yeah. So, uh, just as as an aside. But, I, so, I would love, you know, Marvel needs more characters. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe needs more characters. And would it be cool to see a Trish, you know, a Hellcat? You know, if they don't come back with Jessica Jones... Uh, for a second season and they haven't said anything and a lot of it has to do with timing at this point and they have to have the defenders out by a certain time so if there is a second season of jessica jones it would be during phase two after defenders comes out i don't have a problem with them uh kind of folding her into the the luke cage series because 
because that's kind of where she's been folded into the Marvel Universe now. She's Luke Cage's wife. She doesn't do the hero thing anymore. And, you know, so... And she doesn't want to be one. And that's cool. You could fold mm-hmm. her yep. into there. Uh, I would love to see a Hellcat series because I think, you know, she's a more likable character than Jessica. Yep. <laughs> and uh, you could do a lot with that. But, so... It's like I said. I I need to rewatch four and five. I hope to do that uh, over the next few days, so that we can record our episode early because of Christmas and all that. And then um, my wife and I will continue watching uh, additional episodes as well. So, but I think we're done, Andy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's one thing that I want to mention that okay. has uh, just come to light to me for it. It's actually a piece of news for mm. UK fans of Agents of Shield. Now we are we've just had the mid season finale last week, Chip, and in, in America obviously. Now over in the UK, Marvel's Agents of Shield season three will kick off on Sunday the tenth of January at nine PM. <laughs> oh, season three. Okay. Yeah. So obviously we are now what, ten episodes in? Mm-hmm. Or is it uh, it's 10 episodes in it. 10. Yeah. Yeah, so we are 10 episodes into Agents of Shield, and the UK is just getting it on the 10th of January, <laughs> which is, this is boggles my mind. I don't know how they're going to fit this in around the uh, around Civil War when it comes out, because they, they would need to try and squeeze in all of the episodes by the time that was coming out. So who knows how that's going to work? Well, if, if Agents, is, they're probably going to do one as a two hour. Because I, I mean, would, me too, yeah. Because I would, I think there's probably there's probably nine weeks between January and the premiere of Agents of Shield. Hmm. So. Yeah. So it may it may just about fan. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. I, I mean, this is why. This is why I do not watch like TV <laughs> regularly in the UK. That is a ridiculous amount of time to have to wait for a uh, for a show that you're really into. Like you can't wait that long. And that's uh, that's one of the big reasons why the ratings will probably be garbage for for that when it airs, like un- unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's a great show. We discussed it at length, but the way they're treating it in the UK is just awful. Mm. But yeah, that's just the whole side. The whole whole it's a, it's a US <laughs> it's a US show, you know. I mean, that's mm-hmm. and uh, that's probably more to do with your broadcasting network than uh, 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 Marvel and ABC. I mean, see, see, at this point, I would much rather they just gave the rights to Netflix over here because the rights for Netflix stuff works differently over here than it does in America. Like, for example, we had, like, Breaking Bad, and the last half of the last season of that went to Netflix, and they aired it the day after it aired in America, which was awesome, like, the perfect way to do it. Like there's absolutely no reason why they couldn't do that with, with Shield. You'd get way more people watching it week week to week. Because yeah. The, yeah, the the problem the problem with that is that everybody that has that is into the show uh, has already seen it. Like there are other ways to find it easily. But people do not wait six months to watch a TV show, unless it's Powers. <laughs> <laughs> which we're still waiting for oh yeah 
Did you ever, just real quick, did you get into the new heroes at all, or? I haven't got around to watching it yet. Like, it's one of the things that is on the sort of list of things to get around to watching. We watched watched the first one, maybe the first Hmm? two. I fell Hmm? asleep, and we've never gone, I mean, we have it on the DVR, but I have a feeling Hmm? it's getting tossed. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, uh, like we will get around to watching it because I mean we really did like Heroes when it was out, and um, so we all get around to watching it. Um, did we get any tweets? Yep, we have one Facebook tweet thing? and yep. one yep. message I want to do on Facebook. This comes from, and I'm he told me how to pronounce his last name. I'm gonna guess I can get his first name right. Sorin Fo. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this was about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He thinks that the time jump will be minimal as we need to see Gemma dealing with the loss of Will. Mm-hmm. I think we got to see Gemma dealing with uh, letting uh, Lash out of the bag. Mm, that as well, yeah. So. All right. And then we had one. I said, f- mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. A, a Facebook message as well, yeah. Yeah. Gary Shields, uh, he was, uh, we put, this is once again on uh, Shield, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, about the finale. I thought it could have run for another hour. Felt like Lash was rushed. I agree with that. Mac was, yeah, fo- yeah they, they, they could have developed that a little more. Mac was funny, especially the Power Rangers line and played the director role really well. Colson with tattooing. I can never prompt tattooing uh, <laughs> reference. <laughs> ta- tattooing. Yeah, all right. Uh, re- <laughs> I'll let you say it. Uh, reference was cool. What the fuck was Coulson's face all about at the end of the episode looking at Fritz? At Yeah, Fitz. Uh, that, I brought that up as well. I said that look I'm, he was giving Fitz was weird. I'm pretty sure we covered this uh, yep. message on uh, the last episode of Agents of Shield. Uh, did we? Yeah, I remember. I remember this word for word. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Okay, so we're done. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's late. We're done. <laughs> Andy, when you're not having a case of deja vu, where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Forty to Level One, having a case of deja vu with Ali every single week. <laughs> uh, we talk uh, TV shows, movies, comic books, and. Mostly video games. Uh, we broadcast live on allgames.com every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, and 1.30 Pacific. And you can find all our episodes on Stitcher iTunes and 42level1.com. And I can be found every Tuesday, yeah, every Tuesday night as well yep. on allgames.com <laughs> at 9 p.m. Eastern on the B-Team Podcast. We talk games, we talk tech, we do a little TV from here from uh, time to time. Uh, this week we had one of the original hosts back again, Mr. Chris Gadgetman007. And uh, he, Fred, Ryan, or no, Ryan was off this week. Uh, it was Chris, Fred, and Eli and I talk a lot <laughs> about games. I, get, I go into a lot of depth on the new Apple TV and my thoughts upon it. And we also troll Sean Freeman. So it's <laughs> <laughs> it's worth checking out. Okay. Um, and well, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want every, whether it's on all games uh, Friday nights, eight p.m. Eastern, or via Stitcher, iTunes. Thank you for downloading and or streaming this show. We out of here, Andy. Yeah, I think we're out. Right, yeah. Okay. So, um, we're, we're, Andy, I kind of finally came up with uh, a, uh, an outro. 
Um, I don't know. I, I have nothing. I have no intro to the outro. So <laughs> it's all about whiskey. God damn it! Is that how? Is that it? Well, yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. You can do it. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta t- we gotta tweak that. You, you, you're in you're in control here, chap. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just tell me what to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm fucking Kilgrave. <laughs> I it was it what AKA whiskey or no it's called oh it's called whiskey. Yeah. That, yeah, it's called whiskey. Yeah, it's called whiskey. Yeah. It's called whiskey, goddammit. Bye guys.
Hello, Howlers. Welcome to another episode of Hell's Kitchen Cast. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. Wrong God, show, Jeff. Wrong God show. damn it. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen Cast. Jones in for whiskey. All right. Three, <laughs> two, one.